Hello, and welcome to another episode of Payments Cast from AdFlex. I'm Paul Rogers from the AdFlex comms team, and I'm joined once again by our business development manager, Ben Thurlow, to discuss the biggest trends in B2B payments. Today, we're talking about the economic challenges currently facing businesses, and we'll be discussing how the innovation taking place in B2B payments can help relieve some of the pressure. The current economic turmoil is, of course, a major headache for both buyers and sellers. Day-to-day costs have skyrocketed, which is eroding margins across the board. In more stable times, the answer to rising costs would be to protect margins by increasing prices. But to expect customers to shoulder higher prices while continuing business as usual just isn't realistic at the moment and is more likely to damage customer relationships in the longer term. How can changing your payment setup help? Well, that's what we're exploring today. We'll take a look at how a digitized payment strategy can boost internal efficiencies for businesses of all sizes today and in the future. Ben, welcome. It's clearly a very challenging time for businesses and for consumers at the moment. Hi, Paul. Good to be here again. Yeah, it's evident that prices are rising for everyone. Even as a consumer, we can attest to that, and businesses certainly aren't immune. The number of registered insolvencies in June 2022 was 40% higher than the same period in 21, according to the British Business Bank, which is clearly concerning. So what we're seeing is businesses struggling to keep up with rising costs. In your experience, Ben, what's the usual reaction to this? Well, in the face of inflation, businesses usually increase prices, which, as you touched on, might not be the best approach. According to the ONS, 3 in 10 UK businesses increased their prices this January, 39% citing energy costs as the main reason. The problem for businesses taking this approach is that it could damage customer relationships in the long term. Also, there's no guarantee that customers will be loyal, even in the short term. So in fact, a price hike may diminish that much-needed cash injection. The alternative to upping prices to maintain margin is to look for internal efficiencies, or more so, inefficiencies. Another common response is downsizing, selling assets, and cutting down expense, which usually translates to staffing redundancies. So that sounds pretty drastic, and presumably is going to lead to problems in the longer term. Exactly. So businesses that cut down too much will find themselves ill-equipped to regain their previous levels of operations and profitability once economic pressures start to ease. Of course, sometimes needs must and difficult decisions have to be taken or other options to drive efficiencies, some of which can actually put a business in a better position than pre-recession. And that's why we're here today to discuss how updating the way a business makes and receives payments can challenge traditional notions and help promote vital business relationships and keep costs down. So with the current squeeze, I'm sure some of our listeners are thinking that investing in new tech and systems would be the last thing they should do at the moment. So why do business payments need to be more efficient? So many don't have time to deal with payments and see new digital solutions as a technical burden due to limited resource. Yet the main reason that payments should be an area of focus for businesses looking to drive efficiencies is because current payment practices could be costing them time and money every day. Many business payment methods have remained largely the same for several years or even decades. This is particularly present in B2B, where suppliers often still accept traditional payment methods, as a result are heavily reliant on legacy invoice processes. But the counter-argument to this, of course, is better the devil you know. So you, you touched on this briefly, but why is this a problem, Ben? Even when payments are managed correctly, some processes are manual and labour-intensive. Every year, this adds to huge resources spent on the process of paying or getting paid. We don't expect this in the consumer world. 
and many innovative businesses today have realized they don't have to accept this in the B2B world either. It all sounds hugely inefficient for the buyer and for those suppliers looking to get paid, I'm guessing there's a knock-on effect for them as well? You're spot on. For suppliers on the receiving end, late payments are a big concern. And I read a report from the Federation of Small Businesses recently which stated around 50,000 businesses close every year due to late payments. Furthermore, accounting software Zero also stated that the average time businesses were made to wait was 8.4 days after the agreed term. This can have a huge effect on supply chains and the economy overall. Inefficiencies in human error in AP can be costly to buyers, but it's also costly for suppliers who require a consistent cash flow to not only survive, but to invest and forecast growth in the future. Okay, so clearly a huge concern for suppliers as well as buyers. And at the moment, with costs still increasing, cash flow clearly remains king. So what can a supplier do to maximise their chances of prompt payment? For a supplier, it's all about making it easy and convenient for a customer to pay. If you're a buyer with payments to settle, one method can be done in the click of a button. The other requires lengthy AP processes. It's a no-brainer as to which one will get paid first. Whilst B2B in the past has lagged behind consumer payments in terms of convenience, new technologies are removing friction for buyers using commercial credit cards. And with interest rates at 4% in the UK, now is a great time to be paid by card and reduce DSO. Card processing technology can include payment links by which a supplier sends a link to a buyer. On receipt of that link, the buyer is presented with a hosted payment page to transact. Alternatively, straight through processing or referred to as STP, automates the end-to-end payment flow and results in a buyer-initiated car transaction at the point of order or post-invoice. As a result, no car details are shared and no manual processing is required. Okay. And thinking about it from the buyer's perspective, what incentive do I have to pay my suppliers on time, particularly when holding on to that all-important cash for a little longer might come in handy to tackle my own rising costs? So in terms of incentive, there is increased regulation in the form of prompt payment codes in a number of regions by which a buyer agrees to set terms. But actually, a buyer needn't impact their own cash flow by paying quickly. This is where the method of payment really starts to matter. Commercial cards offer buyers an upfront line of credit so they can pay suppliers promptly. This can be huge in boosting important business relationships. Typically, buyers pay their suppliers by commercial card to extend their DPO. This maximizes working capital. So in short, a buyer can pay suppliers promptly and benefit from favorable payment terms from their issuer. For example, spreading the cost of their purchase over 30 to 90 days. Commercial cards clearly come with a load of benefits, particularly in a time where cash flow is the priority. But haven't commercial cards been around for years? And as you mentioned, many businesses are still using legacy payment methods. Why do you think some businesses haven't tuned into commercial cards before now? Historically, commercial cards have been hampered by security concerns, incompatibility with existing financial systems and supplier acceptance, reconciliation and additional processes being primary focus points also. However, in fact, new technology and additional payment methods can offer next-generation visibility and control over company spend. So what's been the turning point, Ben? Firstly, the adoption and refinement of virtual cards, in which a card can be generated and issued directly to a supplier by email or processed automatically via technology like straight-through processing. Virtual cards also allow the buyer to input data at the point of creation, 
which leads to more accurate data and transactions. Furthermore, the merchant service charge associated with card payments has always been a reason for suppliers to push back. However, the guarantee of funds or prompt payment in pressing times outweighs the age-old concern, again touching on the rising interest rates. Payment processes like AdFlex can also work with issuers, acquirers and schemes to leverage reduced interchange and bilateral rates to reduce the cost of card acceptance. So it sounds like the security concerns around commercial cards are reducing. But if I'm a business in a difficult financial situation looking for quick ways to start improving efficiency and cut my costs, could overhauling my payment practices be done quickly so I can start seeing a positive impact in short order? She so raised a fair point, Paul, and actually integration times have been another historical barrier to the adoption of commercial cards. New automated payment processes result in no to little development for suppliers and simplified integration for buyers through enterprise APIs. If I refer to STP as an example, the supplier simply needs a merchant ID with an acquiring bank, and processes like Adflex can read existing payment instructions from buyers to automate a commercial card transaction. So again, technology seems to be the answer here. Could you give listeners a quick overview of what APIs are and why they're so important to smooth payments integration? Sure, so uh, an API presents a way in which two applications can exchange information. Using APIs, different businesses can talk to each other in a common language and share information or instructions. This means that new payment services can be integrated with minimal business disruption to reduce development costs and possible downtime of systems. Through APIs, businesses have the freedom and the flexibility to handpick a payments platform and a suite of solutions or modules that best suit their business. Again, this puts businesses in good stead to get ahead of competition by removing friction points from the purchasing process and giving customers a range of payment options. You mentioned visibility and control of payments earlier, Ben. Why is this important when migrating to new digital payment processes? Whilst many legacy processes have their issues and limitations, many provide a level of data to support the reconciliation of payments. New digital methods need to continue with such support and in fact offer next generation functionality. Whether that is the confirmation that a virtual card payment has been processed by the supplier or providing enhanced transaction data for businesses to make better decisions, manage margins and forecast for the future. Great, thanks for explaining. As we come to a close, what would your message be to any business looking to drive efficiencies as they look to deal with the economic pressures? Payments are inefficient for many. Those that can do away with their lengthy, outdated, inefficient processes are already one step ahead of the game in terms of securing and maintaining growth. From a long-term perspective, efficiencies created today will present a competitive advantage in more thriving times. Stronger margins mean that savings can be passed on to the customer, enabling a business to get ahead of those still suffering from slow and costly manual processes. Thanks for joining us today, Ben. You shared some terrific insights and... Thank you to you, the listeners, for tuning in.